Okay, here's the situation. Our daughter Mia is leaving for her first sleepover. We have friends coming to stay, and we just got a puppy. So I go on Instacart and solve everything in one order from Kohl's. Fun PJs for Mia. Oh, new bedding for the guest room. And a vacuum cleaner that actually picks up pet hair. All delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. With Kohl's on Instacart, there's no such we can't fix. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum order. Additional terms apply. Blog Talk Radio. Do you love uploading video to the web, but you can't stand those pesky ads that come with it? Well, go to blazingryradio.com and click on the banner for Vimeo. Vimeo loves your videos. Save and share your videos in beautiful HD with no disruptive ads. As a basic member, you can upload up to 500 megabytes of video per week for free. As a plus member, you can upload up to 5 gigs of video per week. And that is $59.95 per year. And if you want to go pro, you can upload up to 20 gigs of video per week for only $199 per year, billed annually. So, go ahead on over to blazingryradio.com, click on the banner for Vimeo, and get to uploading. Thank you for listening. BlazingRyeRadio.com. Great city playboy, they're always around to help build your hope up, then help drag you down. They'll leave you with nothing worth singing about. It is Friday, June 26, 2015. You're checking in with your smoking nephew, Blazing Rye, and I'd like to welcome the shout-out to my battery and Mrs. John in the week. Mrs. John, how are you, man? Good. How are you, man? What's going on, man? If you do not want to see me again, I will yes, understand. I will understand. Yeah. I will understand. Yeah. Yeah. Angry boy, you've been too insane. Lightning over a secret plane. You know you don't belong. Just about to get a boop, bop, bop. Boop, bop, 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 Uh, uh, so, 
Today, this is, uh, can you hear me, by the way? Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Yes, I can hear you well. Okay, good. Now, uh, we are getting off to many, many false starts lately. We've been having a lot of technical difficulties, so hopefully that subsides in the future. But in the meantime, who really gives a shit? So, uh, apologies for, you know, nobody's listening, I'm sure, right now. You'll listen later. Anyway, well, if you're listening now, later, then it's now for you, but it's not now for us at the moment. Uh, it's like an inception kind of thing. But um, can you uh, can you tell me, uh, tell me, John Weeks, how you are doing on this Friday, June 26, 2015? Doing well, doing well. Happy it's Friday. Happy the uh, week's over. Happy the weekend's here, and Fourth uh, of July is right around the corner. So that means. A nice long weekend coming up. That's a, that's a good time. Maybe for, maybe for you. Maybe for you. Um, because, I, you know, I go, to, I go to Kentucky on Friday for a farmer's wedding. Oh, my gosh. Kentucky. Are you, are you nuts? <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. You, you, I mean, you've been to Georgia. You want to go to Kentucky now? It's not a matter of want. It's a matter of... I feel oh, to, yes. that I should be there. Um, you should. You're yes. a good friend. A good friend goes through hell for his other friends. I have to, I have to appreciate that. <laughs> That's a good way of putting it. A good friend goes through hell for his other friends. Meanwhile, his other friends, they don't do shit for him. <laughs> well, you know, business, you got, they got to pay it forward. They got to pay it forward. Yeah. So, um, what do you think about that movie, Pay It Forward? I've never seen it. Who was in it? I forget. Was that Mel Gibson? <laughs> yeah, okay, <laughs> you're on the right track because you're thinking of The Man Without a Face, uh, where uh, that was Mel Gibson, but Kevin Spacey was Pay It Forward. Kevin Spacey, Haley Joel Osment, and I want to say Helen Hunt, and Kevin Spacey's face was disfigured, as was Mel Gibson's and Man Without a Face. Oh, my. Yeah. Oh, my. Uh, it's very it's a, it's a dark movie. Uh, anyway, um, I I I've seen only parts of it. But hey hey, uh, uh, today um, uh, y you know you know John Weeks. Uh, when I whenever um, there were there there used to always be. And I know we've talked about this on the sh on the show before. But there used to always be talk about. What do you mean, right? You don't even know what I'm gonna say. <laughs> no, I know, I know. The cosigner. Uh, so, uh, so uh, I'm, uh, you know, w there used to be uh, uh, a little while ago um, tactics uh, to to win elections where uh, there would be like proposed amendments to vote on uh, uh, against um, uh, people of the same sex getting married, and. Uh, and it used to be um, a tactic that politicians would use to to get elected. And, um, you know, one, one of the big tragedies of um, the the day President Obama got elected in 2008 was that uh, that's when Prop 8 passed in California. Um, and it's always this kind of this, it was this tactic. And and it was um, Governor uh, Governor Bush introduced it. Uh, to to be a nationwide uh, amendment uh, banning um, gay marriage and uh, call him Governor Bush because that's the the last office he obtained uh, legally. So um, the uh, the thing though is that 
that was perfectly accepted to have these discriminatory amendments. And then whenever I mentioned to any of my friends who would argue for them, I was always like, okay, then why don't we have an amendment uh, for gay marriage across the country? Why don't we have a mm-hmm. federal amendment for it? And then they would always what? say, well, then that's a state's issue. That's a state's rights issue. But they're perfectly fine with the federal ban. But then when I turn it around on them and try and make it a positive thing, then then it's the opposite. So I never understood where that logic came from. And uh, I'm happy to say today that uh, for the first time in America's history, uh, it is illegal for states not to recognize same-sex marriages and I think that is a uh, pretty pretty amazing Supreme Court decision today. Um, I, I got to tell you, I was I was tearing up at my desk for um, an hour. Uh, it was just uh, it was, it was a beautiful thing, and um, it just uh, it long overdue. And uh, yeah, I don't know. What do you think about the stuff that's been going on today? Boy, well, that was why you know I I don't want to you know pray. I'm happy for the country. I'm happy for you as as a friend, um, but I don't agree with the decision. I'll be upfront about it. But um, really, yeah, I uh, I don't. You know, I'm one of those states' rights guys. I'm going to say that this decision right. should not be. Uh, it's a natural decision that should not have been made in the courts, which is highly politically charged, and um, it was close. It was you know a five four decision. And um, uh, I think it's a law that is fair and equal and is welcome, but I think it should have been decided by states. And I think the states would have come around sooner or later because I don't country is to that point where it's accepted 100%. So you're going to get a lot of backlash now. There's going to be probably thousands of lawsuits from all these states, from all different federal rights groups, uh, and it's going to be a mess. But you know, the, the Supreme Court decided. That's why we have checks and balances. So you have to go along with it. And, uh, you know, while I don't agree with the decision that was made in the court, I do agree with, agree with the overall uh, equality message. And I think it's best for our country and best for, you know, progressive sake to, that it was passed. But I think mm-hmm. there's going to be issues with it in the future. Uh, you know, a lot of states and a lot of people won't accept it. And now it's going to be kind of a mess. But, you know, what what the Supreme Court did was braver than what the Congress could do, and that's the Democratic Congress, and that's a Republican Congress as well, and what the Democratic uh, president really pushed, too. So I, I think um, they pushed our country in a progressive direction that's probably appropriate for the time where the other two bodies of the government didn't do it. So mm-hmm. that's what I was saying. I think it has to be clear. Because while Obama was for generally LGBT rights, it wasn't until very recently that he kind of switched that platform. He wasn't like that in his first term, and uh, the Democratic Congress didn't have the guts to ever kind of really introduce that kind of legislation or push it forward. And then it became a Republican Congress. So um, I think the Supreme Court might have hats off to them, but I don't think that kind of activism should come from the court. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I see. Um well, uh, I think it's fucking amazing, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mean to rate on your parade. I think it's a good decision. 
I think I'm all for quality, and uh, I'm happy for you. And, uh, you know, so I'm not here to say you thought it should be, you know, done pelvis. But, you know, that's the way it was. So I'm happy for you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I uh, uh, yeah. So so yeah. You can't rain on that parade. It's not possible. Uh, you know, it's it's uh, whatever language you're talking right now. Uh, I appreciate it, and uh, I don't understand it. Um, but oh, overall, um, this. How do you think this week has been for President Obama overall? Oh, I think it's been great for him. I think he's had to pretty much duck um, a lot of responsibility in, in that he's allowed the Supreme Court to rule on it. And uh, you know, I think Scalia said something to the, to the you know, he basically said something, I think, to paraphrase, to paraphrase him. He was like, you know, the Supreme Court has become the, the lawmaking body of the government, basically, where they shouldn't be. You know, and, mm-hmm. that's, and uh, you know, so they've upheld uh, Obamacare. They've upheld, um, well, they didn't uphold, but they passed a law that basically constitutionalized the uh, gay marriage. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I'm more angry with actually not, gay marriage is a human rights issue. And, you know, in my job, I do human rights every day. So mm-hmm. I, I understand it, and, you know, uh, and I agree with it. But Obamacare is what I really don't, you know, like. Uh, but um, in the end, I think it's been great for him. It's, it's pretty much... Uh, entrenched him as a president who gets certain things done, um, and that's to give uh, health insurance to those who are insured and to give uh, marriage rights to, to, to gays. So I think that's that's a good thing for him. Uh, it makes him look like he got things done. But don't forget, it's the Supreme Court that did that. It's not, not necessarily him. Maybe he pushed it in a certain direction, but it's the Supreme Court that ultimately made that decision. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, it's, it's pretty much given a lot of Fortitude to his presidency, and a lot of people dies. That's what I would say. But a I lot think of, he's. I think in the e- last couple of years he's been markedly an mm-hmm. inactive president, and you could blame that on the Congress to an extent. But uh, I think he's dodged a lot of issues too, like education, uh, the immigration issues on on the shelves, um, mm-hmm. you know, jobs, economy. Remember, the economy is still number one in people dies. And in all the polls across months and months, so I think this will make him look very good. But when he leaves office in about a year, year and a half, the economy is the number one thing that people are going to look to. So I'm just going to, that's just what I'm saying. My mm-hmm. opinion, my mm-hmm. humble mm-hmm. opinion. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, so uh, you don't think the economy is better than it was six and a half years ago? I don't, you know, I haven't had a chance, and that's something I always wanted to do, is sit down and really crunch numbers, but I'm not a number mm-hmm. cruncher. I'm not smart enough to do that. Mm-hmm. And I'm not an economist. Uh, I, uh, to tell you the truth, I think it's better than it was in 2008. But 2008 mm-hmm. was the worst I've ever seen it. Yeah, you know? so, sure. Um, I don't think it's as good as it could be mm-hmm. with somebody who has more of a business-minded approach to things. Like, I think Romney would have done a better job with jobs. But um, it's better off than it was in Bush this time. I will agree with that. But it's still a lot of ways back from where it could have been. That's what I would say. Gotcha. Um, yeah, okay. I'm, I'm not trying to be 
super negative here, but you know, I'm just being honest. You know, and I, I don't want to be the uh, the yes man again, right? No, it's okay. I brought up the issue. I invited this. So, um, <laughs> the uh, you know, um, uh, before I want to uh, jump out the window right now and carrying on this conversation. Um, I just want to mention that. Uh, no, no, no. I could never, I could never hit you. Um, well, thank you. I appreciate that. <laughs> I hate a bunch of shit that you've been saying, but I don't hate you. Um, and, uh, no, but I, I respect it. Uh, and the, um, the, 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 okay. So, so what we do here is a podcast. It, you know, after the most people who listen to the show don't listen to it live. Uh, they listen to it later. And um, and and uh, last earlier this week, Mark Marin released a podcast uh, with President Obama that he did in Mark Marin's garage, where he does the WTF podcast. And uh, you know, hearing like a, a normal like you know Mark Marin podcast that he just started himself. You know, when when his um, uh, political radio thing didn't work out when Air America fell apart and, and when, you know, he wasn't getting a lot of work, he went ahead and, and started doing just what we're doing now. And it, uh, and now he has a television show on, in its third season on IFC, which is awesome. And the president of the United States of America sat down in the WTF podcast garage, Mark Maron's garage, and did an interview uh, and listening to my Mark Maron podcast and hearing President Obama, I think that's uh, a big win for podcasts. I think it's uh, fantastic. Uh, you know, no good. Well, very good. I think that's excellent. I think that uh, shows you the power of one voice combined with a lot of other voices. You know, it's just activating that voice of the people. I guess. Yeah, that's that's an excellent thing. I just, no matter what your viewpoint, uh, as long as it's not crazy. I think that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to me, it's it's crazy to say Romney would do a better job at anything. It's like saying... Well, I uh, mean, like, you know, <laughs> business. I think business, he, hands over feet, is a better manager mm-hmm. than Obama. He's got the experience, and, you know, in the debates, I think, he wiped the floor with Obama, you know, but mm-hmm. that's just my opinion. So Donald, but, Trump, know, Don- Donald Trump should be president then. Well, based on that, Donald Trump is an idiot, though. I mean, Donald Trump is like, and I think we could both agree there. I think Donald Trump is a clown. I think yeah. he's going to ruin it for Republicans, actually. And, uh, you know, so you're, you're probably you know, ecstatic about it. And I think when all when these clowns come out, they just kind of, I don't know, for better for lack of a term, they just shit in the pool for all the Republicans, and they dirty everybody, and, and they make it more difficult for one person to come out and be as strong as Hillary. Hillary is a machine. She's a, you know, I, I I can tell you right now, no Republican has a chance against Hillary. But, um, you know, and then with somebody like Trump, he's just really uh, dirty to everybody. I think he's just a bad bad thing for this country. <laughs> Not just Republicans, but for the country. <laughs> In general. He even should if- just stick to his hotels and his resorts and just stay out of public, uh, public arena. I think, but I think uh, his quotes, his quotes about uh, about Rosie are hilarious. So. He's what? <laughs> his quotes about Rosie O'Donnell are hilarious. Yeah. I'll give him that. I, what did he say? Rosie is a terrible person. It's something like that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> he said, "I feel bad for Rosie. She's so terrible." 
um, but yeah, so uh, he, um, uh, I think Bmarsh said it well when he said Donald Trump's worst fear would be actually winning the nomination <laughs> because he <laughs> does this for publicity. It gets him money. It gets him attention. So, right. you know, he's not doing it. To, he's just doing it to be an asshole, to be selfish, really. <laughs> That's exactly right. Right. <laughs> yeah. He does you know, it just I, for the money, the bucks, and uh, mm-hmm. I read some article where they make so much money from the book they write about it. It's ridiculous. I took that uh, quiz, um, like uh, on one of these Facebook quizzes about like who who I agree with most, um, and uh, and it it was like Bernie Sanders ninety three percent and Hillary Clinton seven seventy four percent. What do you think about that? Well, Bernie Sanders is a, then you're a true liberal, I gotta say. Bernie Sanders, <laughs> no, no, it's not a, not a bad thing. I, I think he's, you know, actually stands by his principles more than Hillary or Obama. I think he's a true liberal. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he wants to raise minimum wage, you, you know, which all, a lot of the country has done in big cities already. Um, he's all for unions, you know, which are some good things and some bad things. But, you know, in terms of being a pure liberal, I think he's, pretty hard to beat. He's really, uh, he stands by his principles. I respect that. You know, I may not agree, but I really respect that. Yeah. So, I I think that's good, you know. Mm-hmm. But who are you going to vote for if it was a runoff between the two? Well, I mean, if if it wound up being, um, you know, I mean, if it, if Hillary got the nomination, I would I would vote for her. Um, right. And if he got the nomination, I would vote for him. In a, in a primary situation, I I don't know I don't know enough yet. You know, I mean, it's just based on some stupid Facebook quiz. So, it, who knows? Right. That could have been an advertisement for Bernie Sanders, for all I fucking know, because everyone seems to be agreeing <laughs> with Sanders on on Facebook. You know, everyone everyone was like ninety percent, eighty percent Bernie, and like you know, like less percent Hillary. <laughs> um, I think where it really was. And uh, I know this hits home for you. I think where, where my agreement with uh, Bernie, or as Zach Galifianakis would say, agreeance with Bernie was, was uh, mainly in the um, immigration uh, situation and like uh, illegal immigrants and all that stuff. Like everything I put, th- everything I put there was right. basically um, uh, was basically like uh, 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 how can we be a country that's based on inclusion and freedom and stuff and 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 um and be so terrible to people from other places it kind of reminds me of um aa uh where the the tra- right. tradition uh, where like um uh traditional alcoholics anonymous is all this god bullshit and um <laughs> with all due respect and uh and then uh, uh there's the agnostic groups which um is is often frowned upon by uh traditional AA groups and it's like well isn't this supposed to be a program based on inclusion so th- that's what it kind of just i think that's what it boiled down to for me with with why i right. seem to agree with bernie so much cuz he's super liberal on on that issue i believe right yeah no he is yeah, he is. Listen, that's a tough debate. Immigration is that's why uh, you know Obama hasn't got anything done because it's such a debate, and there's so many divisions within his own party to get mm-hmm. anything done. And Bernie has a clear, you know, goal there. He's I mean, probably talking about amnesty and the legalization of those illegals here in the country, and which is a noble goal. I'm not going to argue against that. And mm-hmm. 
I, I mean, but it's a difficult decision because then what you're saying to the people who did come here legally is like, hey, you know, eh, you know, there's no, there's no standard there. But, you know, mm-hmm. uh, they do, illegals do contribute to the economy. They do a lot of amazing things. And uh, that's a very tough debate. That's like, mm-hmm. that's why I don't think there'll be anything done in the next two, mm-hmm. three years on that one. Mm-hmm. I think there's, and uh, if there is anything done, there's going to be so many uh, deals, small deals maybe behind the, the doors. There's a lot of issues with immigration, like uh, jobs, for instance, is, one, is a big thing now where uh, we've allowed companies to basically um, take a lot of technical jobs and give those jobs to um, foreigners. Mm-hmm. And what's happened is they've decreased the wages that a lot of those people in the United States, Americans, uh, could have made. And therefore, those Americans don't get jobs. And it's, it's mm-hmm. such a huge thing um, that you have billions of dollars in the system. That's why nobody really wants to touch it. It's, 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 but something needs to be done. And I, I agree with Bernie that some, you know, immigration should be one of the top three issues that we should be talking about right now. Uh, so you think it's economy, education, and immigration? Uh, yes, with uh, economy being number one, education two, and then edu- you know, uh, immigration three, and then security probably four or five. Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I don't know. I don't, that, that's just what I believe. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, oh, sure. Yeah. No. I mean, what, what is it? I mean, it's like you want me to scold you or something. Um, oh. uh, so the I do want to harken back to one thing that you said um, about uh, Obama uh, uh, endorsing gay marriage fairly recently, and that is a fair point. Um, now that I always look at, I always, and I had to look at it at the time, and I think most people. Um, who uh, are uh, queer um, uh, had to look at uh, Obama's um, stance on marriage as uh, a lie. And I think that we all hoped that he was lying (laughs) when he said that he, uh, you know, didn't think marriage should be between a man and a man or a woman and a woman. Um, And, and, the thing is, if he was lying and that got him elected over the other guy, then then that's what we were rooting for, um, because because otherwise, then we, we probably wouldn't have made as much progress as we have, um, right. and uh, and I think that there's various things throughout his presidency and throughout his life where it's very clear that he was lying about being against marriage equality because he, when he was a senator, he was for it um, in Chicago. And then um, and then he kind of changed his tune when he was running for office and stuff. And, you know, it's one of the it's same thing with um, Bill and Hillary Clinton. Uh, the same thing was going on with them. And it's it, because it's it's such um, a now issue there it, he had to tread very lightly on it and of course you right. know it's not um uh, great uh to to want your candidate to lie if that means he's going to get elected um right. but i think he was kind of just doing what he had to do the same thing with religion with um you know how how religious he says he is uh kind of don't buy that either you know right right 
And uh, listen, I, every candidate does that, and, and people do grow and they change. So you know, you may have picked it up as something that became a personal issue later on in his candidacy. I'm not trying to cheapen him. I'm just saying that you know, the history books are going to say when you ask me about how, the, how what this did to his presidency, it's going to legitimize his presidency, of course. But the history books are always have that little asterisk to say the Supreme Court made the judicial decision that changed the entire legislative landscape. So it's those nine justices that really, you know, had the guts to do it in the end, I think. you know, And, I, and the credit goes to them, even though I don't agree with the decision, you know, the, the legal decision, not the personal decision, not the ethical decision. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I was actually quite surprised uh, uh, C.J. Roberts uh, wasn't on board since he's, been so um kind of uh you know on the on the uh moderate to liberal side of things with Obamacare. Yeah, I I I didn't really read into that too much. I I'm not not sure about the specific opinions for the judge on that, but uh he's a he's a you know a moderate, you know, I would say he's more liberal than a moderate, but you know, on this issue that's why I it's difficult to me. This, I don't think the law is decided decides this issue. I think this is largely a personal preference. That's why I don't think one man or nine men should make this decision and run with it. I think the legislature needs to run with it. I think states need to run with it. I think majority of popular opinion needs to run with it. I just, you know, uh, I hate to it for it to fall on just somebody's conscience. That's not how the law is made, you know. And and that's why when I read Kennedy's opinion, and everybody quotes it, you know, life, liberty, and happiness, it, it's not based on any law. It's based on, yes, the Constitution says that, and it's an interpretation, but it's, mm-hmm. that interpretation is largely it's personal, you know, and mm-hmm. and, and that, that's largely health care, too. Is health care a right or a privilege? Is health care the pursuit of happiness? I don't know. It's very arguable. I don't think, you know... I don't think it's it's definite one way or the other. That's what I say. Jesus Christ. John Weeks, do you know what time it is? Yes. <laughs> Can we get to the end? Oh, I'm a mess, I'm a mess, I'm a mess. With, I confess, IBS. Drunk are you, sire? Child, I'm 18 sheets to the motherfucking whims. <laughs> <laughs> so I take it you've been uh, celebrating today. Hello. <laughs> uh, John John Weeks seems quite upset by by the, by the I'm whole not ordeal. Upset. What do you mean? <laughs> you're, trying, you're trying to start stuff. I'm not upset at all. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, but but I'm glad that I have someone on here to celebrate with. Finally, there you go. Wow, what's your problem, Weeksy? <laughs> no, there's no problem. 
<laughs> There's no problem. No, no, no. It's That's not what Shamalia said. <laughs> <laughs> no. Weeks is, is ta- he's thinking about it very, you know, he's an attorney, so he, he knows shit that, you know, the, that the layman... Um, that doesn't uh, doesn't understand well, about how. Well, you should be fucking. No, just think of all the gay couples that are going to be getting divorced real soon. How much money is that going to be for that's the industry? True. That's true. That's true. <laughs> 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 um, but of course, we are all for we. Maybe you know he's not for the way that the decision was made, but we are all for the sentiment of the law in and the emotion yeah, and the equality and all that, so we can agree on that. Yeah, um, definitely. But, I agree with that. Sire, uh, who have you got for us tonight for the hot mess awards? Well, since you all are on it, let's just talk about Clarence Thomas's descent on the fucking thing. Okay. Oh, boy. I mean, how out of touch is that Negro? Excuse me. Wow. The cor- this, these are his words. The corollary of that principle is that human dignity cannot be taken away by the government. Slaves did not lose their dignity any more than they lost their humanity because the government allowed them to be enslaved. Ugh. What? Yeah. Back up hey, on that what? one, Weeksy. Yeah, I don't know about that one. I just... <laughs> yeah, really? Slaves were legally stripped of their culture, religion, and taught that they were inferior to whites, and not even fully human, were forced to live lives of servitude, abuse, rape, mental and emotional anguish, but were not robbed of their basic human dignity? Are you fucking kidding me? That's a little off. Yeah. That's a little off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. And you know what? Let's just go ahead and give him the second hot mess as well while we're on it. Who is your second hot mess, sire? Well, it'd be Clarence Thomas still for the, that was not my cube on the coach hand. Uh-huh. Wait, what's the second hot mess for for Clarence Thomas? Just that he's alive. How about that? <laughs> Didn't he sexually I'm probably assault? Gonna be, there's going to be a knock on my door from the FBI tonight. I can just tell. Uh, <laughs> if ISIS doesn't get me first. Shout out to uh, Anita Hill. Yeah. And uh, who is your final hot mess? My final hot mess is the asshole who... How fucked up was this fucker at KFC that, like, flipped the fuck out thinking that he had been served a fucking rodent? Yeah. Oh. So then he had to have, like, the rodent checked by a lab to find out that it was just a fucking chicken <laughs> that happened mm-hmm. to have, like, you know, cooked in the shape of a rodent. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah, but I remember when I was in high school, Joe Roach's mother worked at Burger King, the one over in the Chapel Square Mall when that existed, when the Burger King existed there. And uh, I don't know why she worked there, by the way. His father was like a professor at Yale. <laughs> I don't know why his mother was working <laughs> at Burger King in the Chapel Square Mall. And he said... He was doing it for the humanity of it. I guess so. But he said she had the inside knowledge from the fast food industry that KFC, you know, was, was not chicken, but was, in fact, rats. Right, and that's why they call it KFC now because they can't say it's right. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Right, because it's not really chicken. You've been hanging out in the wrong hood for too long, bro. 
I take much offense to that. That is some urban led Jones. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get lubed up. Cue the strings and the horns. It was very catchy. Catchy like the clap. Uh, miss, remember when that that there was that news story about uh that one woman had um, I think it was a yeah it was a bunch of rats that she had kind of accidentally adopted as pets because they were in her house or whatever and then the and then the reporter when she like got rid of them was like are you gonna miss them and then the lady goes like a dose of clap. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the part of the show where we all get lubed up and joke off. So I'm going to start it here. Um, President Obama did Mark Maron's podcast WTF this week, which leads me to the announcement next week on Blazing Rye Backstage. That's right. You guessed it. Frank Stallone. Oh, my God. Oh, Oh my God. Are you going to get him to say the N-word, too? No. (laughs) No? Yes. I mean, yes. Yes. No. Yes and. Yes. No. Okay, now this one this one is kind of heavy. I'm sorry I got to do this. It might be mm. too soon, but I'm going there. Okay. After he murdered nine innocent people during a Charlotte Charlotte child you're in the wrong motherfucking state. Oops. During a Charleston, South Carolina massacre. Oh yeah. Police My officers bad. Took, well, now, see, this is the fucking root of his problem to begin with. His name is Dylan. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ann. No wonder I'm, he had some issues. For sure. Dylan and Roof, but they don't say Roof. They say Ruff. Ruff. <laughs> so his name is Dylan Ruff. <laughs> We're never going to get through this joke, are we? <laughs> As he had only had some Doritos and a drink for lunch. Right, because after mass murder, a whopper is sort of the top of my fucking list. <laughs> oh man! Oh my gosh! Is it really true that? That's terrible. Yeah, apparently. Yep. Fox and Friends host Pete Hackett Hackett threw an axe at a drummer That's during one day's taping. <laughs> Leading only to minor physical and emotional injuries. I know Fox reporters are usually angry, but an axe? Come on, that's a little much, don't you think? (laughs) (laughs) Six Ohio women have disappeared in the past 13 months, three of whom have been found dead. Normally the media wouldn't care, but these women were white. Bingo! (laughs) Bingo! Oh, man. A Detroit woman who killed her two children and stored their bodies in the freezer now wants to plead guilty to first-degree murder. When asked why she did it, she said, Damn, it was, like, really hot outside, and I was just trying to keep them cool, you know? (laughs) Strange. Strange to kill them first and then put them in the freezer. Right, but they were, like, cool, you know? Uh Uh-huh. 
In a recent issue of Northwestern University's Medical Humanities magazine, Syracuse University professor William Pierce described an experience in a hospital during which a head nurse gave him a blowjob after he was paralyzed at age 18 and started using a wheelchair. Head nurse, I'll say, go orange! Oh, man. <laughs> I love the way Weeks said blowjob just now. It was hilarious. Yeah. Thank you. Where's that head nurse when you need her? Seriously. Mm. <laughs> or him. Or him, yeah. I was just thinking the same yeah, thing. Right, yeah, it's, it's all good. <laughs> yep. A Missouri woman who pretended to be disabled for years and recruited her boyfriend to murder her mother posted violent messages like that bitch is dead to her Facebook account. Apparently subtlety is not her forte. No, it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it ain't. Ain't nobody got time for that. That bitch is dead. <laughs> she dead. Damn. You know, there's over 130 prison escapees currently on the loose in the U.S., not just that one fuck that's still out there. Mm. I think they're on to me. I really do. I think they are on to me now. <laughs> I'm a little paranoid. A Tennessee couple stabbed their neighbors with a rake after loud sex complaints. Apparently, they were using a rake because they just wanted to be hoes. Uh, <laughs> uh, and while we're swinging through the South, a Kentucky man was arrested Saturday after running naked through a Walmart, pouring milk on his head and screaming, I'm on fire! Oh. Fuck, I told you they were on to me. Uh, oh, that was you. Mm. Tara the cat looked like me. Okay. Tara the Tara, so it was Gandalf. It was my doppelganger. Tara Tara the cat who fought off a dog that attacked its six-year-old owner as he rode his bicycle in his driveway, has won the Los Angeles Hero Dog Award. When reached for comment, Tara said she was trans-canine. Uh, uh, I'm transracial. Me too. I know you are, baby. If I knew that was an option, you know, from Rachel Dola's Alamo... I would have done that years ago. Shit. I know. I'm doing it from now on. <laughs> That's the box I'm checking. Yup. That is the box I'm checking. That's right. That's right. Holla. <laughs> Lake Los Angeles woman Linda Jackson is charged with striking her boyfriend in the head with a can of peas, a can of carrots, and a can of chicken broth on Tuesday. God damn. Let's charge this bitch with being healthy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> she attacked his ass with a counter of Whole Foods. <laughs> a Georgia woman stole 131 pairs of underwear from Walmart, which is probably the equivalent of one pair at Banana Republic. <laughs> or Whole Foods, yeah. <laughs> that's true. 
Now, why are they called pears? That's what I want to know. It's just one damn set of droves. That's a good point, actually. Why is it called a pair of underwear? Why is it just like a set of underwear? That still doesn't make sense. Why is it a pair of pants, then? Well, because they're full legs. You ain't got two full legs and a pair of underwear. Well, you got two legs going through the underwear. But they go on two leg holes. They ain't in them. But maybe because a dick is somewhat pear-shaped as is a vagina. (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) What the hell you be smoking? (laughs) (laughs) Wait a minute, let me... No, my dick ain't pear-shaped. I just pulled down my pair of drawers and that ain't pear shaped. <laughs> Wait a minute, let me check my vagina. Oh, my vagina is, though. <laughs> oh, you're a hermaphrodite. What'd you call me? <laughs> <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis? Yeah, I'm after a dyke. I'm after your dyke. <laughs> Aphrodite? Yeah, I'm after you, Daddy. Artemis and uh, a raccoon. Would you call it. me? Just <laughs> because I'm biracial now, don't mean you gotta get ugly. <laughs> a raccoon, transracial raccoon, oh. who found his way into a beer distributor was caught noticeably drunk on film. He said the director just wanted it to be super real. Damn! I told you they were on to me. <laughs> Hip-hop mogul Sean Petey Combs Sunday assaulted his son's football coach with a kettlebell. I had to look up what a fucking kettlebell was. Some stupid thing they use in the weight room now. Yeah. You know, hey, 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 they swing it through their legs and shit. Very Anywho, amazing. he beat shit at this son's coach at uh, USC, I believe it was. He was taken into custody, and I guess he ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. Cut. It's a boy who lies. He ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. What in the fuck? Can't find a better man. That's right. I'm just getting warmed up. A recent study shows the red irritation you get in your eyes in the swimming pool isn't from chlorine, but rather from urine. So that's why my eyes are so red every morning. My eyes! <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I particularly liked how it sounded like you were doing that from under a pool of urine. <laughs> it's like a reason study of eye irritation swimming pool is in the quarry. It's because he didn't want to read. I don't think he really read the end of that punchline. He didn't want to go there. You're right about that one, Tommy boy. <laughs> <laughs> NBC this week canceled its series Hannibal after three seasons, devastating its fan. I love that show. No, you don't. Nobody loves that show. They're on to me. (laughs) Australian rapper 
Frankie Azalea told talk show host James Corden that Demi Lovato will be a bridesmaid at her wedding. And that, my friends, is the most annoying sentence ever spoken aloud. <laughs> first things first, I'm a realist. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck love, give me diamonds. Fuck love, give me diamonds. Fuck love, give me diamonds. I love Iggy. Really? I love me some Iggy. But while I'm in a singing mood, apparently Lisa Kudrow can't get the comeback protagonist, Valerie Cherish, out of her head. Oh, yeah? Well, I can't get that fucking Smelly Cat song out of mine. Smelly Cat! Oh, Smelly Cat! (laughs) What are they feeding you? (laughs) Smelly Cat! Oh, Smelly Cat! It's not your fault. Smelly Cat! Sing with me! Smelly Cat! What are they feeding you? Smelly cat, smelly cat. Smelly cat. Smelly cat. Now, that one, you got perfectly right, but the Bad Boy for Life was a remix I had never heard before. Hey, he ain't going nowhere. He ain't going nowhere. He can't be stopped now. That's more like. Smelly cat, oh, smelly cat. (laughs) Amid his child molester, Josh Duger released a heartfelt thank you video to his dad, Jim Bob, on Sunday, (laughs) thanking his dad for being there during the hard times. Oh, Christ, bro. (laughs) Oh, during the hard times. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, and to just put a final nail in this coffin. (laughs) Like Benzino, bro. Sweden has an unofficial new term for female masturbation. It's called Klitra. Ain't that just a porn version of that Mariah movie? Klitra. Klitra. When you let laughter part of me, it's just so hard to believe. Come back, baby, please, cause we belong together. Who's gonna smell my smelly cat when I get enough? Who's gonna feed that fucker when he runs away? Baby, baby, we belong together. <laughs> Oh my goodness! Oh my! Oh my! Sorry, you can't see my finger in my ear. (laughs) Are all your glasses broken now? I don't know, but the dog hid. better than when she lit up the tree at Rockefeller Center last year when it sounded like she was getting choked by an orangutan. Um, But 
so so Mac, you know my Irish friend Mac and and his uh, uh, sister and cousin, they were in town this this past week up until today. Do you know that? You told me about this, but I didn't know it was this soon. Oh my God, how was it? Well, it really crept up on on all of us, I think, because all the other trips had such buildup, and then this one he was kind of just here, and like it was cool. Um, we uh, guess guess where we uh, guess where we ate the first night I met up with them. The counter. No. Wait, damn it. Think about the last story I told about their last trip here when the whole family was here. Oh, it was that pub. That that terrible yep. pub. Yeah, it was called the Perfect Pint. Yes, yes, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and when I when I told them uh, when when I was like uh, I told them that I told you that last time on the show, and you were like, "Well, it sounds like you had a good trip. Sounds like you went to the Perfect Pint about a hundred times." And I don't think they found it very funny, but I thought it was fucking hilarious. Um, and uh, so we, what happens is, um, he and I. Uh, this story will be much shorter than the last time because barely saw him. But uh, we we met up um, in Times Square. The only time I ever intentionally go to Times Square is when these idiots are in town. Uh, <laughs> finally, they admitted to me last night that they they can't be bothered with it anymore. So I was like, it's about fucking time. Um, and uh, so I met up with them in Times Square. We walked through the madness on a Saturday afternoon in Times Square, which is always terrible. And um, we 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 um, we were on like the west side, and I was like, let's yeah, let's hop on these bikes, let's get on these city bikes, bro, because I have a city bike mm-hmm. membership and and um, and whatnot, and I I thought that would be a nice, fun, kind of a homosexual type of thing, to homoerotic thing to do at at least. <laughs> and um, we um, so then he was like, no, let's let's just walk, let's just walk, it'd be fun walking, and I was like. Um, I was like, nah, man, come on, get on the bike, bro. But then I, I felt like I was peer pressuring him. We were like on a peer too, <laughs> peer pressure, like P-I-E-R. And, uh, and, and then I was like, I don't want you to do anything you don't want to do, though. But then eventually he came around and we biked and he was like, this is fun. I'm glad we did this. Uh. And um, he was like, I definitely have to get Charlie and Samantha to do this, too. So Charlie's his cousin and Samantha's his um, sister. And, um, and then so we bike around and we meet up with them. Eventually we go to the perfect pint uh and um this adorable young irish waiter comes to uh uh, uh serve us drinks mm-hmm. and i said i said do, do you have any non-alcoholic beer and he goes i don't think so <laughs> and that was his response i don't think so and uh and i was like okay well, fuck you too um but he was adorable so it's okay but they really didn't which i think is kind of stupid for a place that has like an Im- immense selection of beers uh so right. then we uh, we go upstairs to the roof to eat dinner, and it's fucking raining uh, when we get there. And so we're eating outside in the rain, basically, which is stupid, but it was just drizzling, so it wasn't too bad. And um, and then I took them to this bar that I knew had a, a non-alcoholic beer, Claw Dollar Golden Amber. That's fucking fantastic. So we go down there, and uh, and we hang out there for a bit. And um, and then uh, and that was on uh, Saturday. Then I met up with them on Sunday too, and we just we did some hood rat stuff and uh, went to vinyl and shit. And um, then you know there's a Michael Jackson bathroom in vinyl now. So Sam was like, "I need you to take a picture when you go to the bathroom." And I was like, "That's really fucking weird, but okay." So I took pictures of Michael Jackson in the bathroom, um, and um, that really didn't sound right. Uh, rest in peace, by the way. Uh, uh, and um, then we 
so, so that was Sunday, and then I, I, I honestly don't even remember. Oh, yeah, and then I, I got lunch with him yesterday, and, and then, right, or the other, I don't fucking know. But last night, here's the deal. No, I think I got lunch with him on Wednesday, maybe, but 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 here's, here's the thing. The, the the most of the entire week we had planned the one thing that we actually planned on was bowling with Pete at Melody Lanes on Thursday and and that was as Nas would say it was written that's the only actual thing that we planned the entire time okay uh, everything else was just kind of spontaneous in the moment but um we you know we we planned to go bowling last night. All four of us. So, uh, what happens is last night I'm at um, I'm at work and I start getting Facebook messages and it's very hard to keep in touch with people who don't have cell phone service. By the way, uh, I don't know how we did it when we were younger. Um, but, I know. How do we yeah. live? Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. Like everything revolves around the phone now, um, but uh, a mobile phone. But he. So this 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 kid starts texting me or messaging me on Charlie Boy's Facebook. So Mac is texting me saying, oh, uh, you, um, he said, uh, and it's like 5.50, right? And I get off at work at 6 and we're supposed to go bowling. And he says, um, he says, hey, sorry, it's, I'm getting so, I'm getting back to you so late. Uh, we, we need to stop at American Eagle and Macy's and uh, Foot Locker. And would you care to grab a bite to eat with us? And I go, wait a second, you're canceling the bowling? And I put a like a sad face, and I said that oh. makes, I said that makes me feel a certain way or whatever. And yeah. he said, I'll explain the cancellation in person. So then I go over to I ride the city bike over from work to the New Yorker hotel where they were staying, and I got I was in the lobby and I was fuming, man, like I was pissed off to no end. And I was like, <laughs> if if they're really gonna cancel bowling, there needs to right. be a death in the family or something extreme. There needs to be some sort of good excuse because otherwise they're not taking into consideration how fucking inconsiderate it is to be doing this, Uh, especially to go do shopping shit that they had been doing all week in the first place. So you have the the entire week to go to Macy's, you know? uh, Yeah, come on. Yeah, they don't have Macy's over there. They gotta have something like that over there. Come well, on. They do, but it's like twice as expensive. But I don't give a shit because it, you're putting you're putting shopping over friendship, basically. So that's right. Old crap. Yeah, exactly. So so then they meet up with me in the lobby. I'm clearly unhappy, and I like like every other time I had hugged them hello or whatever. I didn't do it this time. And then we're 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 and they were like, all right, should we go get something to eat? And so we start walking to the diner. And, um, and then I was like, he was like, okay, so we're, we're probably going to do this. Like, you know, Charlie boy and Samantha, they can go to Macy's and then we can go for a dander, which I guess means go do nothing. Go, go, go for a walk. (laughs) You know what I've noticed is that the Irish really love labeling things. Like, like rarely do any of my friends, uh, to my face anyway, Rarely are they like, oh, Ryan's gay. Ryan has a beard, or but the like, like the the, the Irish. Oh, my gay friend with a beard. It's like you know, no, it's, I mean, it's it's ever fluid. My sexuality and my facial hair. I don't care to label it, but the Irish love labeling things. I don't. Know. So, um, so we're we're walking um uh to the, the 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 diner, and I don't know where they found this place or why they loved this place, but it was a shithole, and it was like this. 
ceilings had water damage, and well, we were like, we sat in the back in this weird kind of area with just horrendous ambiance. With some of your cousins were in there, and they were at like there was like, two of your cousins at a table for ten. It was absurd, and they were like, ah, so Marcy's coming, and Brenda, uh, she's coming, and. Uh, and then the waiter was trying to understand – so the waiter had this thick Mexican accent, but their English in the Irish accent was so uh, accentuated, if you will, that he couldn't even understand them. But he was doing better at English than they were, even though they were you know, their native tongue. Um, so, so they're so, – so, so Sam, the sister, Max's sister Sam is saying like – so yeah, so we have to go to Macy's and it's not by choice. I know you don't believe it, but trust me, like we have to go. And I said, okay, why do you have to go? And he said, because um, what's the kid's name? I always want to call him Liam. Uh, with the, the, Charlie's brother. Uh, let's just call him Liam. And she said, because Liam needs to, because uh, Liam like waited till the last possible second to text us that he needs these T-shirts from Macy's. And I was like. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, uh huh, and and uh, and then um, and and then like uh, the conversation keeps on. You know, I I told Mac, you know, this is the only thing that we had planned all week. Uh, I had been looking forward to it. It makes me feel a certain way that it's not happening now, and so I was very clear up front with you know how I felt about the situation from from Jump Street. So then at a certain point when we're sitting there. And I'm still pretty angry when we're sitting there in the diner after we put in our order. I just I had to go to the bathroom, but I also I also felt like I had to get away from there for a moment. So I just said right. I am going to leave and come back. And um and and so I got up and Charlie later told me he thought I was gonna or stab them or something. Or Sam said that. Um, but I said I'm gonna oh, leave yeah. and come back. And so I left. I w- went downstairs to the bathroom, or as they say, toilet. And um. And and then when I came back, uh, Mac was like, or one of them, oh, Charlie, goes, decisions have been made. But here's, I forgot to mention that prior to me going to the bathroom, Mac goes, so uh, so what are we doing later? Are we, uh, are we going for a dander? Are we, are we bowling? And then I said, wait a minute, you already nixed bowling. And he right. said, he said, yeah, but your reaction was very powerful. <laughs> so then, that's when I said, I, uh, after that is when I said I had, I'm going to leave for a bit. I didn't say I had to go to the bathroom. I said I'm going to leave for a bit and come back. So I, I walked away, and I you know, took some deep breaths and uh, went to the bathroom, and then I came back up, and then that's when Charlie said decisions have been made. And then um, uh, Mac was like, so you and I are going to go bowling. And they're going to go about their business with Macy's and stuff, and then they're going to meet us uh, either at the bowling alley or at B- Brooklyn Bridge or whatever. And um, and I said, I think you've made the right decision. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> and and so then when we're when we're walking away, and and Charlie and Sam go into Macy's, and, and Mac and I are walking to the subway to go see Pete uh, and go bowling. Um, yeah. Uh, I told him, you know, my my therapist says that I don't stand up for myself enough, that I avoid confrontation. So that's kind of working on that. And Mac was like, well, it worked. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, 
And I got to tell you, uh, we you know we went bowling and it was loads of fun. I bowled a 127, and then I bowled something that was oh you know gosh. other one in the hundreds, 100 something, uh, which is good for me. And then we saw Pete, and Pete talked to us all about the uh, 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 triangulation and the birthing moment and the epiphanotic <laughs> given. And uh, the um, uh, intonation, tonality, and phraseology, and the clarity, and the magnitudius illuminus, um, and and like he and I, at first I was like, you know, I'm the one with the radio show, and he goes, I know, I you know, you think I forgot you? I know. And then like he kind of walks away, and he starts pouring a club soda, and he goes. Ryan, like, kind of under his breath, and I was like, uh-huh, and he said, you thought I forgot, didn't you? But he was kind of, like, tentative about saying the name, but I was like, no, I knew you remembered. And then, like, um, it was it, it was very hard to get away from Pete and go bowling, though, but we finally did, and we went bowling, and then and then it was very hard to leave Pete at the end, too, but then we had to go meet these dingbats who, you know, every time they're here, they want to cr- walk across the fucking Brooklyn Bridge. Um, so, um, so, Mac and I bowled, and um and then we uh, we 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 walked across the Brooklyn Bridge and it was beautiful and then I took the uh, train back um I was gonna bike it across the bridge but then I just I couldn't be bothered but I I I think that this the whole bowling thing um mm-hmm. was like a huge victory for me what do you think about that I think so I think uh, you were not only standing up for yourself but it really has a meaning to you I you know. Something about that bowling alley and Pete has a real meaning to you uh, that I can't even fathom what it is. I mean, you know, when we went on uh, uh, the bachelor party, the worst bachelor party on earth, it was only good because you you planned the event for that one day. And uh, you, you were adamant about going to that bowling alley. Yeah. So, I mean, you know. And uh, that, those kinds of things were really uh, important, you know? Here's the thing. Did we, it, did we go there that day? We did, yeah. We went there that night. We did, we did. And, and there's something about that bowling alley to you. Didn't we go there on Main Bruce? No, we, we, we tried. tried. I don't... We tried. Jeremy, Jeremy we the tried, chaperone. Yeah. yeah. There's something about that bowling alley that goes back millennia that, <laughs> that, that, that draws you to it. There's something about peace. And I know I know there's something fascinating about it, but I don't. There's something personal with you in that bowling alley, right? And, but here, uh, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. Well, but here's the thing: with the, it didn't need to be bowling. It didn't need to. I mean, I offered. I, I I told him it didn't need to be at that bowling alley. I said it could be bowling anywhere, but in in the end, it didn't need to be bowling at all. Whatever we had planned right. on doing to just change the whole shit on me at the last minute was right. super inconsiderate and like. They right. didn't understand that until until I told right. them that what they were doing was fucked up. Um, so right. uh, and, and then they seemed to kind of understand it. Uh, but, um, but but it didn't matter if it was like we we're gonna go see Jurassic World or some stupid shit like that. Then that's right. what we planned on doing. It was a, it was more about the principle than it was about bowling. But to your point about the uh, the personal connection. Uh, it's what it is, and Pete was talking about it last night, is the triangulation between me and him and the uh, wood that was once alive uh, that makes up that bar 
because, you know, it had been a living thing, and the life continues even after it dies. And so he'd been there 28 years, so it's, you know, 28 years of that, that bar's existence after it used to be a tree. And it's all about the clarity birthing moment, um, pontification with the magnitudius illuminus. That, and I wanted to say that, but I didn't want to sound out of line. But so, 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 I, I, you definitely stuff yourself, and uh, it's definitely about spending time with your friends. And I, I know when a friend that you haven't seen in a long time switches up the plan, it makes it look like the plan and seeing you is not that important. You know, so, you know, he stood by it, though, and he changed his mind, and he knew and that's how close friends you are, you, you know. And, mm-hmm. and But there is something about that bowling alley, I'm telling you. It's yeah. tough, you know, I, there's something magical about it when I stepped in there. Yeah. And uh, it, 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 like, captures you. It's like you never want to leave. It's almost like yeah. it, it's weird. I don't know what this, how to say it, but it's like a trip back in time. And Pete is like this, it's like the Overlook Hotel in The Shining, but not evil. You know, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it's kind of like that to me. Because I think for a moment... Uh, hey, this is it's like the Holocaust without the without the killings. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, for a moment there, on I mean, Jesus' terrible bachelor party, <laughs> I had fun for yeah. you know the the time that we were in the bowling alley, and I yeah. never wanted to leave because I knew it was only going to get worse after that. Yes, and <laughs> it's it, the, it all I can the only way I can describe that bowling alley is magical. It's magic. Yeah. The place is magic. Yeah. There's there's something transcendent about it. You know, there's it's not, it's 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 there's there's yeah there is something very old school going back in time. There's uh, there's a lot of beauty in the right. the, the nasty mean lady uh, up at the register, and yeah. there's some beauty in how she argues with Pete and how they hate each mm-hmm. other. And mm-hmm. and there's some some and there's plenty of beauty and and I mean Pete really makes the place, um, but then also it yeah it's just an old school bowling alley and there's not a lot of gimmick to it other than they do have like you know kind of cosmic type bowling and stuff like that but we were doing that back in 1999 so um, it's uh, <laughs> it's a really um, Melody Lanes, man. I, I talked about that during my AA meeting today, and I, I was talking about how I stood up for myself, and how I probably wouldn't have done it if I was uh, dr- still drinking. And I said that, uh, you know, the the I said there's this amazing bartender there named Pete, and then then the guy that had spoken tonight goes, "Oh yeah, yeah, with the scrolls," and he like and he knew who exactly who I was talking about. Pete's a, he's a legend. <laughs> you know what you need to do, uh, you oh. know. Get him on the like show. A what? Get him on the show. You need to get him on the show, and you need to write a book. I think you could write the best book of all time. I think this book would be hilarious. I think this book could be made a movie. I think you could write a hell of a book about anything, and I'd read it. I think it'd, I'd find it funny and enjoyable. Because the way you talk is, is really good, and the way you just, you know, the detail. You know, Melody Lane is magical, and uh, the way you talk yeah. about it is, is correct. It is magical, but it's only for certain people, I think. You know, like, I don't think Jesus was feeling it, but I was feeling it. You know, and Pete was out of this world. It was like going to Harry, it was like Harry Potter. It was like World of the Rings <laughs> kind of stuff. <laughs> That's because Jesus only wanted to feel it if he was making everyone miserable. I think that's what Hader's position was, besides the <laughs> birds and yeah, I think well, he really wanted to kill us. 
<laughs> you almost died. Well, I almost died with the allergies, and then you almost died walking into oblivion, walking into that ten mile walk. You know, I. I, I <laughs> and Ken almost I, died because his kidney. I became delusional that day, and I don't think I've ever gone back to my normal state. I don't. Yeah. It's something. Something. I, I lost something at those uh, New Jersey. Uh, <laughs> Lagoon, this is New Jersey Lagoon and uh, Swamp. What do you think? What would you think of Ken's best man speech? Who's Ken? Ken's best man speech. God, yeah, I mean it fell right in line with a terrible wedding, a terrible bachelor party. It was, it was, it was the prototype for a terrible best man speech. Terrible, awful, awful. It, the only thing that could have made it even worse. Well, this is that god awful death like band was playing, you know, while he was delivering the speech. <laughs> it, it would have been even worse. <laughs> Meanwhile, the cupcakes go flying over the the rail. <laughs> oh, my gosh. You and we could have made a real montage out of that. You could write the best chapter of any book if you wrote a chapter about this wedding. I did, I did. Well, I wrote, I wrote the chapter about the uh, the bachelor party, at least. I wrote that. Didn't you read that? Didn't I send that to you? Yes, you sent it to me. It was truly amazing. <laughs> I think you can need to write a whole book now. Oh, for sure. Well, that's why I wrote the chapter, because Rob Biederman keeps telling me to write this book, Always a Groomsman. And I think it's a good idea. Here's the thing, though. The thing about me and writing is that this I, it's like... Anything I need to say, I say here to you, and there's more of a performance aspect to it, uh, and right. and like it's like I'll just be saying the same shit in the book. So this is more right. my type of thing. So it would it really needs to take some kind of um, I need I need a real kick in the arse to get going on it. Well, I mean, um, what, what, how about we do a full day's podcast all about the wedding, another full day's podcast all about the bachelor party. And you use that material to write your book. You know, because sooner or later, we're going to forget all the details about what happened, the misery we went through. Are, uh, you, you know, we will never, ever. For, I don't care I if we get Alzheimer's, <laughs> dementia. We will never forget that. <laughs> I think I'll forget 9-11 before I forget this. All right, that was not very tasteful. <laughs> but it was a lot like nine eleven. That wedding was, it was it was it was a lot like it actually. It was they, it was a terrorist attack on decent people. <laughs> <laughs> and and by decent people I mean like maybe there were like four of us that were decent at that wedding. Including Jesus' mom. <laughs> Oh, I never got Jesus a gift. I don't think. Me neither. Fuck that. I think Amy's gonna kill me one day. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's her you have to worry about. I think it's her her aunt that came out of the woods that day. Which, which... <laughs> I'm a little afraid of Neil. I don't know about that deal. That's not his name. It's Noel. <laughs> oh, no. Noel. Noel is terrifying. Noel, Noel is a little uh, deliverancey, I think. <laughs> he was confusing Noel with a, a straw hat, spitting out his uh, tobacco, yeah. you know, into a little, uh, you know, metal pot, and and, and raping, uh, and and raping 
John Boy or whatever his name was. I could see him doing that. Yeah, yeah. I, I see Noel doing that. Yeah, he's like a combination of The Shining, 9-11, and, <laughs> and, uh, and, and, um, and, and The Holocaust. <laughs> there was a point there where I didn't think we would come back alive, seriously. I don't know if we when did. we were walking through those, uh, the bachelor party was the worst. When, when uh, I saw your face, and you looked god-awful <laughs> in, in, in that swamp, and you said you got to go back. I didn't, I didn't think I'd see you again, my friend, seriously. <laughs> and when I left you there, I had no idea what would happen. I knew that I was going to be in that damn birdhouse for 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 a while waiting for you dickheads and then uh and and, and then I remember I I had, I had gotten so hammered the night before cuz really what choice did I have that I couldn't drink the next night and and that was just to be sober in that Atlantic City stroll where we walked through every fucking casino possible and then ended at that miserable strip club where you got molested <laughs> Uh, I just like I I can't I can't fathom that I had to do that sober, uh, and then and then with the whole God with and just like think of the amount of sleep that we lost over that thing, and then this the with the wedding we got like in two hours of sleep, and then we had to go get in that goddamn cab ride that nearly killed us on the way to the airport because with a Marta or whatever the I God it's happening again you unzipped me. One fifty weeks. Oh, <laughs> I'll never forget that. I think I ate for overnight about a hundred years after that. <laughs> and uh, I became I, a vampire. I, I, I'll never forget that whole stroll through the uh, the swamp, the, the you know the Atlantic <laughs> City bird watching resort or whatever that was. You make it sound I, so I, glamorous. The swamp. Yeah, it, it, it was the swamp. Sorry, it was. That whole stroll is is unforgettable. It's unforgivable, <laughs> and it's it just it, you know when you left, I knew the only voice of reason was leaving, and it was like one of those things where you're stuck on an island and you're wondering who's going to eat who first, <laughs> you know. And, yeah. <laughs> so you left. You you made the right decision, my friend. It uh, wasn't a decision. I was. I could not. I was having an allergy attack. <laughs> I couldn't go on. Your mortality saved you in the end. While we, yeah, you, know, you you left with your life, but we were we left losing our minds on that Thanks. stroll. Thank God and Joe Pesci for that allergy attack, because without that, then I wouldn't have been able to leave that bird walk. Yeah, that's right, and you wouldn't you wouldn't be as intact as you are today. I mean, like. Uh, Ken couldn't take it anymore, and, and even Jesus is breaking down. And uh, I just, I went over, I went over the edge. I, I started like screaming at him. I, why don't we just go the rest of the seven miles? Yeah, I remember. Where was there? You were, and, um, you had uh, Stockholm syndrome. I did. I, I, it was, it was scary because I think if I'd gone any further, I, I don't think I would have come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. and. W- <laughs> Uh, uh, before we go, um, the 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 okay. So I mentioned to you last time that um, AJR 
I was going to see them, and should I mention the whole Twitter thing to them? Should I mention, you know, because AJR is this boy band that has been on the show, and the interview went really well, and we had been having Twitter conversation back and forth until I interviewed them, and then they never retweeted the interview um, or whatever. And I understand they're, like, busy guys. They're doing big things like the Today Show. They're on VH1. Um, there are YouTube videos, like 13 million hits. I mean, they're they're doing big things. Um, but, um, but it was odd to suddenly lose that connection. So, uh, so then I was asking weeks last time, do I say something about it? And then, and then, uh, and then we, you know, I thought it out and I thought it best to kind of do the passive, uh, passive aggressive way or just passive way of, well, while we were there. So we went, we saw AJR open for Andy Grammer, um, me and my colleague Sherry and, uh, and they were amazing. And um, and then they said that they were going to do a meet and greet downstairs after the thing. And so then we go downstairs and they come out and we're like, we're, 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 we're also what I loved about that concert, too, was that the people next to us had no idea who they were, but they really seemed to be getting into it, you know, and uh, it was great. And then um, um, and it's fun to, like, sing every word next to people who have no idea what you're doing. And then the the uh the and the, the downstairs so we go we, we meet and greet them and and um and Adam and 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 then we're like hey how are you and Jack says he likes my shirt he's like oh yeah I know that company which is kind of strange I know that company I mean it's like there's there's no company on the shirt was he just saying that or I mean it was it's an H&M shirt but he's like oh yeah I like that shirt I know that company this is a little odd um and then that is uh, an odd statement yeah yeah and then I, and and then we, but you know he's 17 so it's okay and then oh. Ryan, the um, the one with the sexiest voice, he uh, I realized afterwards that Sherry totally hogged Ryan. I didn't have any Ryan time, so uh, so we took a picture with AJR and stuff, and and they were super friendly as always, and and um, and then later that night after the Andy Grammer show and stuff, and he was good, not as good as they were though. After that night, um, I tweeted, AJR brothers were amazing as always. Um, uh, click here to listen to my interview with them. And I shared the link to the interview and also the picture that we took, me, Sherry, Adam, Jack, and Ryan. And um, and then, you know, still no... And that, and that was my way of kind of passively trying to get them to, to tweet something uh, about the interview. Right. And then the next day, my day was made, not with a retweet, unfortunately, but they did favorite the tweet which means that at least there is some correspondence on Twitter, which in this day and age can be sometimes more important than correspondence in real life. And so at least right. there was some correspondence on Twitter, and there was uh, the and and when they favorite it, that means that their fans can see that they at least favorited it. If they're like hardcore fans or shit, I mean it's not as good as a retweet, but at least they they favorited it so that they'll have that tweet forever. Um, because if you don't favorite it, then the tweet goes away. And uh, and that really made my day. So I think I handled it well by not bringing it up in person. I just told them, you know, you guys were amazing as always, and blah, 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 blah. And they seemed to remember who I was and stuff. I'm not exactly sure because they didn't say my name, but they seemed to. I think they got it. Uh, anyway, I think that that was appropriate, the appropriate way to handle it. No? Yeah, definitely. I think that was appropriate. I mean, you definitely got the results. Uh, the, the favoriting of your tweet. Uh, you went went about it in a more passive manner, which I think was smart because if you came across uh, aggressively, they might think you're kind of angry about something, and they will definitely not retweet you. And uh, right. third of all, they definitely, dude, they definitely remember you, man. It's, you're hard to forget. 
secondly, that interview was amazing. And uh, if, thirdly, if they favored your tweet, they remember you. So, I mean, that's, I think that's a compliment to you, and that's a compliment to the band themselves. I mean, you know, uh, I think, you know, they definitely made up for not uh, doing anything before, and they remember that interview, dude. That, that interview was pretty damn good, I think. So, Thank I mean, you. no, no problem. That, that goes without saying, I think. You know, we've you ask questions that I don't think anybody else will ever ask them, you know, because you actually listen to the music, you actually like them. I don't, you know, I don't, um, most interviews are not like that at all. Right. All about content, this, you know, and, mm-hmm. and your, your content's king pretty much when it comes to AJR, that's for sure. <laughs> well, you know, most interviews are, so you guys are brothers. Um, how did you get into... Right. How right. did you get into music? Uh, but then, right. but but then you know, I I threw in some stuff like uh, Jack. Where do you get your moves from, Adam? How do you stand right. so still on stage? Uh, you know, Jack. Why does why do you what do you do with your voice that is stoked to start? And uh, uh, like um, what else? Who's beatboxing on this song? And and why is that right. song not on the album? And it was like uh. You know, yeah, it was it was questions that um, uh, you know, some of them were were pre-planned and some of them came about as we were doing it, and uh, it 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 felt good. That interview felt that's like one of the interviews that I'm most proud of. So thank you for saying the nice, the kind words. Oh no, definitely, I, I believe that because uh, I mean those are those are questions that a band definitely wants to answer. I think you know, and they find those things interesting, and that's probably what they kind of do it for, you know to get those kind of questions and to be surprised because after, you know, doing the mundane interviews, I think it gets kind of boring. So I think mm-hmm. they definitely remember you, you know, and they definitely favored your retweet because they remember you. So it wasn't just because they met you that night, you know, but they saw you that night. They remember you. They're yeah. They're good kids, in other words. They're good kids, and you did a good job, very good job. They're so good. Have I mentioned how much I love them? You have, and I think they're, they're, they are great. They have good music. I, I want to see them more popular. They get, where are they? I don't hear them on the radio that much. Are they on the radio? Well, their, their song, I'm Ready, the one with 12.5 million um, YouTube hits, that one is, that's the one that the girl next to me at the concert was like, oh, I know this song, and uh, people like recognize it if they yeah. hear it sometimes, but it's also in... Um, the trailer for the movie, the Amy Schumer movie, Trainwreck, uh, like that song's playing okay. Okay. in that trailer. Yep. So that's great when they get, you know, a, a movie uh, a trailer. So, so yeah, right. they'll, they're doing pretty good. I think that song, Woody Allen, is is incredible, though. That is a good song. That's, uh, that is good. I like it yeah. a lot. I, they have a lot of energy in their music, and it's very different, and they have a lot of different styles. Right. Um, and, that's, and they're still last, young. And they're still so young. Yes. Last night... I sh- before we went to the bowling alley, I showed Mac my TV, which is amazing, and um, and I sh- I showed him uh, AJR's m- music video for for I'm Ready, and then for Woody Allen, and, and I had been talking about him like all week, and then and then he was sick of it, but then I sh- then they he-, he heard the I'm Ready song, and then he was like, no, yeah, they're actually quite good, like yeah, I'm, I'll I'll look them up when I get back because uh, they're they're not like anything anything else that's out or anything else that that I've heard. So, right. you know, yeah, they're doing unique, awesome, positive, great, wonderful things, mm-hmm. and they're only 17, 21, and 24. That's, what, that's so sad. You know, <laughs> what have I done? <laughs> this is so talented. Where, where did that talent go? Oh, my God. All these, all these 
Good kids, though. Good kids. They are. All right, so uh, what's your favorite scene? She's the main man with the main to bang man. All right, my favorite scene is she's the main man with your main to bang It's got to be when the main bang plays this uh, crippled guy <laughs> with a limp, and he's talking about a guy named Kaiser Sose. Okay. Who is Kaiser Sose? He's supposed to be Turkish. Some say his father was German. Nobody believes he was real. Nobody ever saw him or knew anybody that ever worked directly for him. But to hear Koyashi tell that anybody could have worked for Soze, you never knew. That was his power. The greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing the world he didn't exist. Do you believe in him, Verbal? And Verbal says back, Kean always said, I don't believe in God, but I'm afraid of him. Well, I believe in God, and the only thing that scares me is Kaiser Sote. And that's my favorite scene, and she's the main man for Jermaine Abbey's ring. Wow, yes. <laughs> thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Kaiser Sote, what, what, what mobster movie is that from? That was Usual Suspects, and that was, you know, um, ah, yes. his name is Kaiser Sote. That was Usual Suspects, Dave Kujan, and Verbal. Verbal is played by Kevin Spacey. Uh, who won an Oscar for that, for Best Supporting Actor. That's right. Great actor, huh? Great kid. He is. Do you watch House of Cards? I don't. I heard a lot oh, of good things about it, though. Yeah, it's amazing. He, he um, scares me sometimes. He is a scary guy. <laughs> and what's your favorite scene to see the main man for the main man fame? Kevin Spacey is one of those guys who's, like, um, always been very... Um, uh, quiet about his sexuality, yeah. and then people like try to um, uh, force it out of him and stuff. And then, but the thing is, like people, you know, p- people like certain some gay people think it's like it's fucked up that people who are like uh, you know uh, famous don't um, come out to inspire people. But it's really it, it's up to them. It's it's if it's a private thing right. to him, it's a private thing to him. It's none of our business. So. Right. So yeah. I so pe- totally people need yeah. to relax. You know, they need to relax. Um, That's right. I, it's, a, it's a personal decision, like you said, and people don't need to force people out. You know, that's not right either. So I agree. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, my favorite scene is the main one with Amanda Bynes. Main is from The Outsiders, and uh, I think this is uh, uh, by uh, played by Amanda Bynes: Colin Ralph Macchio, maybe, and. <laughs> The character, I think, is Johnny Cade, and uh, I just looked this up, so it could be very sad. I don't know. Uh, okay, here we go. Pony boy, I asked the nurse to give you this book so you could finish it. The doctor came in a while ago, but I knew anyway. I keep getting tireder and tireder. Listen, I don't mind dying now. It's worth it. It's worth saving those kids. Their lives are worth more than mine. They have more to live for. Some of their parents came by to thank me, and I know it was worth it. Tell Dally it's worth it. I'm just going to miss you guys. I've been thinking about it. And that poem, that guy that wrote it, he means you're gold when you're a kid, like green. When you're a kid, everything's new, dawn. It's like, it's just, it's just when you get used to everything that it's day. The way, like the way you dig sunsets, pony, that's gold. Keep that way. It's a good way to be. I want you to tell Dally to look at one. He'll probably think you're crazy, but ask for me. I don't think he's ever really seen a sunset. And don't be so bugged over being a greaser. 
You still have a lot of time to make yourself be what you want. There's still lots of good in the world. Tell Dally. I don't think he knows. Your buddy, Johnny. And that's my favorite scene. She's the main man with the main brain thing. Yes. Yes. Well, well acted. Yes. Well spoken. Yes. And a great, great scene in the movie. Great scene in a yes. great quote in the book. That, that, that was phenomenal. I love it. It was. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. And that's a sad scene. That's a very sad scene. You did very well with it. That was good. Thank you. I don't. I don't remember what it was. I read the book. It's a great book. I don't remember what that scene was. I don't think I saw the movie, but I know that it was there when we were children. Uh, all right. That's I can right. think of no better way of ending the show than by saying, "If it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz." Thanks for sticking around a little late tonight, John Weeks. I appreciate that. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you, sir. I, it was my pleasure and an honor just to be uh, able to speak with you tonight, sir. Okay, I feel the same way. If you have a, 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 a if it ain't a show, it, it ain't a, if it ain't, a, you know, what? The way I can think of no better way of ending the show than the thing, if it ain't showbiz, it ain't a biz. Hit the brakes, Florence. Somebody owes me a martini. And lastly, if you have a Barbie doll, what are you going to do with that thing? If you got a Barbie doll, find yourself another Barbie doll. And while you're out, <laughs> get, get yourself two cans. Go get uh-huh. yourself married in any place in this great country you like. <laughs> today is a good good day for America. I agree. Good night, Weeks. Good night, everybody. Good night, sir. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.